You recording? Yeah. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode three of the Flickers podcast. I'm one of your hosts, John Grant. And I'm Jesse Grant. And this is take two of this episode. <laughs> yeah, we, got <laughs> we, 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 we got through, actually, we didn't get too, too we far. We got six and a half minutes into uh, the Recording episode this. that we're doing now. And then we realized that the audio wasn't working. So well, we, yeah, we had no space on my laptop because of, you know, just... So we took a 10-minute break. Uh, some files I had on there I just had to get rid of. What, uh, what files were there, um, John? It's okay. <laughs> Wait, we've got a PG audience. Uh, PG? Uh, we'll yes, we, we want uh, to get as many fuck people that. as we want. Where am I? <laughs> um, How are you, Jesse? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing all right. Just, uh, just getting by. Just getting okay. by. All right, anyways, what we usually do on this podcast, if you haven't heard it before, is a flick or stick segment um, where we review certain news in movies um, and we either flick it or stick it. Yeah. If we flick it, we don't like it. If we stick it, we like it. So stick, um, we like. Flick, yeah. we stick. Flick, we flick. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> that made no sense. Um, anyways, we're going to start off with Space Jam 2. Yeah. Um, LeBron, two. Looney Tunes. The logo got released over his Instagram live on his hat, right? Yep, he was wearing a hat and had the logo on the front. Yeah, logo looks sick. Looks awesome. I like the like. I like the look of the logo. Um, color palette kind of reminds me of the original one. Yeah, which is like obviously course, we haven't, we haven't to seen too much, but Space that's Jam that's all that's that's good because anything to do with the original one, mm. immediately gonna love it. They've surprisingly kept it under wraps, eh? Hey? Well, they announced it a few years ago. Um, yeah, like two years ago, three years ago, they were yeah, going to do they it. They were going to do it. Um, That's the same with that movie, Fon. Oh, not Fonzo. Cal, uh, Capone. Yeah. Uh, that we reviewed on episode two. two. So if you haven't heard that, go back and listen to it. <laughs> so you have to listen to them in order. That's how this works. Um, <laughs> it's not. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> yeah, and it, Capone was like that was announced in like 2016, and it was called mm. Fonzo. And yeah, anyway, it's been re- the trailer just came out the other day. Yeah. Similar thing. Yeah, with Space Jam two, but. Um, have they filmed it yet? Yeah, they filmed Space Jam too. They filmed. They filmed it. Yeah, remember how last year Le- 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 LeBron he um did those Taco Tuesday videos. Yeah. Taco Tuesday. Yeah. Um, he did them. He did one on set, and he was wearing the. Oh. Did, I'm pretty sure. Don't quote me on this, but he was wearing actually a jersey from the film. Oh right. And everyone was speculating. Oh my god, is that jersey from Space Jam? Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure. Anyway, like that was that that was filmed from there, but um. Yeah, so it's directed by Michael D- Malcolm D. Lee. Yeah, Malcolm D. Lee. He directed Scary Movie 5. Yeah. Um, Girls Trip and Night School. Night School sucked. Yeah. <laughs> One out of three ain't bad. That's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I never saw Girls. I watched a little bit of Girls Trip. It wasn't really my movie. I didn't really enjoy You've it. You've seen Night School, right? Did you come watch it with us? Yeah, I watched it with you guys. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't happy. <laughs> it was, yeah. Kevin Hart, just settle down, mate. You're taking too many roles because it's dead set. How many movies do you do a year? Legit. How many movies does he do a year? Like How many times does he two? see his family? He's fucking doing all these movies. Yeah. Well, have you seen his documentary that's on Netflix about him? Nah. It shows I don't really how like busy Kevin he is. Hart, to be you don't like you. him? Nah. Oh. I don't think he's funny at all. Oh. He's a. I think he's just loud. He's so busy. Like there, there was a documentary on it. It shows the impact on his family and stuff. Just how yeah. busy he is. He's never um, not working. He had like 
two weeks without having a shower. Like he was just going back and forth to noise. <laughs> it was pretty fucked. But yeah, but anyway, so he, he does a lot. and so Both in the movies and in real yeah. life. <laughs> the <laughs> movies stink oh, and yeah. he stinks. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, I thought so. That's a good one. Um, yeah, also you've got Don Cheadle in this movie who plays War Machine in the um, Avengers movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he's a really good actor. He's an Oscar, nomin- Oscar yeah. nominee. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's. I like him. He's always he's always really good. He's quite funny too, especially in Endgame, which we're going to review later on in this episode. Yeah, as it's a year yeah. anniversary. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So, what are your thoughts on that? Oh wait, we forgot to mention that Ryan Coogler is writing yeah. and producing it. Who's who did Black Panther? Who did Fruitvale Station? Did Creed? So it's kind of you got a mix of like a really good writer and just an accomplished filmmaker already with yeah. someone who. From those three movies that I mentioned, Scary Movie, Girls Trip, two were good. Ones. Kind of like mixed, yeah. mixed reactions to his movies. Um, how do you feel on that? It'll be good. And like I was saying, the first time we recorded this episode, <laughs> there's a lot riding on it with um, Spring Hill Entertainment, which is LeBron um, and Maverick Carter's production company. Um, they've put out some movies that were good, some movies that weren't too great critically, and so. There's a lot writing on this for them. Yep. There's um, a lot writing of it, of it, writing on the movie, obviously, um, for the director. So, I think. Do you reckon there's a lot writing on him as a director? Because he's directed a, a lot, a lot of movies, like scary movie. Okay, I'm not gonna scary yeah, movie one. Good. This the other one's not so great. Like, it's massive. This will be yeah. the biggest movie he's done. You reckon? Yes. Yes, it's LeBron James. It's going to be huge. And so, like, how, what do you, how do you rate LeBron? It as needs an actor? to be good. Because he was all right. He was actually he was good, he was good in Train Wreck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was good he was in that. He was quite funny. Yeah. But he, I mean, he's only playing him. Well, I guess he's just playing himself in both movies. And he, he did a voiceover for something. I can't remember what it was. But um, that was really good too. He, he did well. Uh, what was it? I think he was voicing like LeBron. It was like Super LeBron or some shit like that. Super but like it was, it was really good. He just likes good. playing himself. Yeah. Doesn't have an ego or anything, LeBron. He's allowed to have an ego. <laughs> he's the greatest basketball player ever. Anyway, do you flick or stick with this news? Stick, yeah, definitely. It'll be great. It'll be. A good I'm movie. definitely going to stick. I like. I like the the talent behind the cast, um, and uh, behind the yeah behind the mm. the camera with the with the writer and producer. Like I'm already sold with Ryan Coogler. If, yeah. if he's writing, producing it immediately, I'm going to think such a good writer. amazing because he's Fruitvale Station. For anyone who hasn't seen it, was his first Which feature is film great. with Michael B. Jordan, yeah. and that is an amazing movie. Yeah. Um, just really sad as well. So actually, but you know what? About this is Oscar Grant, time. who was shot yeah. at Fruitvale Station yeah. by a police officer. Yeah, so it's quite dark considering this is Space Jam 2. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, this is new territory for him as well. He's, I don't think he's ever done a kids movie or worked on a kids project. Is it a project. kids movie though? 100%. It's Space Looney Tunes, movie. but like, is it a kids movie? Looney Tunes is I kids. think it's not, but it's not like just, I, I feel like a kids movie is something where it's like mainly just for kids. This is like 40-year-olds yeah, watching this. Yeah. Would you say that Toy Story 3 is just for kids? Like those are also adult movies yeah, as well. that's what I'm they saying. I themes. don't classify Toy Story as kids movies. I definitely would. They just have adult Just because it's a cartoon. That. Yeah, but I, they're appealing to it. I've never seen... Well, I mean, I mean, you're not wrong. Yeah, but yeah. you make a good point. Like that's true. But I still think these are kids movies. I think if you ask anyone what Toy Story was, they'd be like, oh yeah, it's a kids movie. It just mm. happens to have adult themes within the movie. I don't know. Which makes it, you know... I don't know if For I can me, agree sense. with you on that one. Oh. Well, Is that our first what? disagreement on the podcast? Yeah, I'm going to flick you, but I'm going <laughs> to stick with this thing. <laughs> but yeah, so you're sticking Space Jam 2. Oh, I'll yeah, stick Space I'm, Jam yeah, 2. I'm really, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for it because I you know, love the original. It's mm. such a good movie. Um, anyway, next? for our next bit on flick and stick or flick or stick, it's the Whitney Houston biopic, which just got announced mm. this week through Variety, which is the um, LA magazine 
the Hollywood magazine. Variety promotes itself. Yeah. Everyone knows what yeah, Variety so is. Variety, shout out to them. They're big. Shout out to Variety. Sponsors, they sponsors need of it. it. Yeah, well, they you need know, they need all the business they can get. We offer a lot here. From a podcast with 58 <laughs> followers, they, Variety need the shout out. <laughs> Please. I could, we could destroy them. Um, don't get me started on Variety. They got issues, mate. Um, yeah, anyway, they got a Whitney Houston biopic. Just been kind of announced. Um, what are you Kind initial? of announced? Well, it's been announced. <laughs> what are your initial thoughts on that? I don't know. I haven't looked much into it. Do you like it. Whitney Houston? Yeah. I listen to her music a little bit. What's not your favorite too much. song? I don't have one. I just listen. I don't know. It's not Mine's something queen of I'm going to get into, but it's... I don't know. Mine's Queen of the Night. Do you know that one? I'm the Queen of the Nerd. The Nerd. When was that released? It's in the Bodyguard movie. Uh, you know what? That's such a good movie. I love that. That's a really good movie. With Kevin Costner and her. Have you seen The Bodyguard? I haven't seen it. Oh, that's like great. And she sings I Will Always Love You and that. Uh, That's a fire soundtrack. And what's the other one? I don't want to I'm not going to start singing because it's not what this is about. (laughs) (laughs) No, we're going to get sidetracked. Anyway, it's being written by the Bohemian Rhapsody um, writer, Anthony McCartan. What are your thoughts about that? Because I think- Generic. Yeah. Bohemian Rhapsody is, whilst it's really entertaining, it's not exactly a great movie. I think it really glosses over some important parts it's of just Freddie Mercury. Generic and biopics now. It's just like I don't know if it if it's not going to be about just a certain little section of their life. If it's yeah. going to be about which we touched on, I think yeah, in we, the first we episode. Talked, yeah, exactly. If it's going to be about their whole life and fit into two and a half hours, I'm just not going to. Whatever you know, like it's, yeah. I think it's just going to be generic. Um, that's probably why I haven't read much into it because usually with these things, especially with such a global icon, such a massive. Uh, artist. Yeah. Usually, these biopics are just very generic. Well, it's been it's been um, actually, as you say that the producer is this guy. Well, one of the producers is her musical kind of mentor. Her agent was yeah. this guy called Clive Davis, and he kind of helped her come up and become, become yeah. who she was really. Um, and he said it's going to be a no holds barred document, like version, like a documentation of what her does life. That mean? So it's like going to have everything like her because she was like crazy into drugs when yep. she was Bobby Brown. And yeah, just she had a really tumultuous life. Mm. And I was reading earlier cool that apparently that. apparently that she had been um, like she was curious with her sexuality and yeah. and perhaps she had also been sexually assaulted as a child. Right. And I'm just reading that. I'm not entirely sure. Well, they sure could do some alleged, cool stuff alleged. with that. But I mean, if I don't think it's like, cool. But if, like, if they're going to have... Um, her being sexually assaulted as a child and then well, her having a drug problem when she's 30, that means it's going to cover her whole life. Which well, I'm yeah, but I think if you're going to do that, it's you're kind of showing – you're painting her in a real, li- in a, in a real light. Yeah. Like a lot of – especially with Bohemian Rhapsody, it just paints them as like – it doesn't go in, it doesn't go into detail about their – the things that did bad. and Especially like even like the NWA one, you don't get a sense of like them as no. guys who had – Problems, I guess. Yeah, it just it, kind everything of, kind of glosses over. Yeah. So that's what I want. If it's going to cover a whole life, I want it to be something that's going to be dark because she lived a kind a of dark, dark life, life. Yeah, and she had bad things happen to her, and that's really, really sad. And I want to know about those things. I don't want, I don't want her estate to be like, let's just show all the good things about Whitney and let's just yeah. remember her legacy because that's what like so everyone, many of these yeah, biopics exactly. are. It's remembering the legacy yeah. of the person. Yeah, and you don't want that. You want to, you want to show someone who's conflicted, like the there's um couple of years ago there's a steve jobs movie not the ashton kutcher one with uh michael fassbender and yeah. danny boyle directed it and i think that's a really great biopic of showing 
a man who's not exactly who's not perfect at all. Yeah. He makes so many mistakes, but he's great character arc in that movie. Michael Fassbender is amazing in that movie, and it, yeah, it just shows just a really good part. It just shows like a guy who's got problems. And that's yeah. what you like. I don't want to see people who just got problems, but I want to see someone who's human. I don't want to see these people because we know they're massive stars, but we've never seen them as humans. And that's what you want to show yeah. in a movie. Anyway, if I was making it, that's how I would approach it. Yeah, it's th- that's the thing. It's just with the biopic. I don't know if I'm gonna. I'll I'll probably flick it just because I feel like it's just Whitney Houston, someone so big. It's gonna be like one of those just generic biopics, like that. Um, that two park one, yeah, you know, where it's just like it I just, didn't watch that. Yeah, it just was, glosses over like a whole that. life, and it's just I don't know, adding to the legacy of the person. Which I don't want to. I want to gain info. Yeah, I, I want to know something I yeah. didn't know before. Exactly. And I don't. I mean, it's a movie. You're never really gonna like. It's not a documentary. You know, documentaries are kind of based in the fact that they're gonna ex- they're gonna show you something new. Movies are yeah. a bit more just. For your entertainment, movies still need to bring something to the table. Yeah, yeah. Too I'm, many movies now are just about entertainment. I'm gonna stick with this because I like Whitney Houston. I'm gonna believe that Clive Davis is gonna because he's a producer on the film. He said it's gonna be you know old bard. He's gonna, they're gonna go into some things. Yeah. So I'm gonna believe that, and I'm gonna hope for the best. But I'm teetering on flicking it. Yeah. But I'm gonna stick. So you're gonna stick, and I'm gonna flick. Yeah. Is that the first time we've ever? No, no, One Punch Man, episode one, you flicked and I sticked. Yeah. But I had no <laughs> You're idea. You're going to regret that. that. <laughs> Promise you. Still holding, regret still holding that a one. grudge on that one? Of course I am. Anyway, to our next bit, our final bit of flick and stick, our final bit of news. Um, Anthony Russo from the Russo Brothers. From came, the Russo yeah. Brothers. <laughs> like they're yeah. a band. From the like Travelling Circus. Jonas Brothers. <laughs> from the Russo Brothers. They're a circus group. Yeah. Um, Siegfried and Roy. <laughs> the, the lead filmer from the Russo Brothers. Yeah. The singer. From the Russo brothers, um, Anthony Russo came out the other day on Collider, which is another um, shout out to Collider. That's kind of their their film uh, institution, news yeah, thing. news thing on on YouTube. Um, that's how I really, that's how I love learn a lot about movie news. Anyway, yeah. uh, Collider reported, well, they had an interview with him, and um, Anthony Russo says that in his new in their new film, uh, Cherry. Coming out twenty, uh, probably coming out this year, if not twenty twenty. Is it going to be released end of this year? Isn't it? Yeah, but you know, with coronavirus and everything, you never know these movies going to get released. Um. Anyway, he says that Tom Holland, who's starring in the movie movie called Cherry, he's giving an Oscar worthy performance. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Uh, do you think he's Oscar worthy? I haven't seen enough. Is he sponge worthy? <laughs> Shut the fuck. Up. <laughs> um, I haven't seen enough. Like the Avengers movies. Okay, it's all, you know, that stuff. But as an actor, yeah. Um, Have you s- yeah. I haven't seen enough to know. I don't know. But I feel like he's one of those guys that could surprise you and come out with an Oscar-worthy performance, especially in something like this where he's playing a drug addict. Mm. Well, it's, can, it's quite a meaty role. Yeah, yeah he can it, make some really interesting choices yeah. in his performance. So I the, think... yeah. Because the movie's about a veteran who suffers from PTSD who starts mm. robbing banks to feed his drug addiction. And when you hear that, you're just yeah. like, PTSD, war vet, mm. robber, drug addict. Like, is, that's like the coup de grace of Oscar. Yeah. If you nail that, you can win an Oscar like yeah. crazy. Like, that's definitely, yeah. yeah. It's Oscar potential. 
mm. that role, just from hearing it, you're like, okay, that's definitely got, okay, you, you, you can really bite into yeah. that and really like grab it, something in a performance like that. If it was another actor where like someone who was more, I guess, seasoned, yeah. you'd be like, I think he can really deliver an Oscar. But it's just because you haven't seen much of him, of mm. Tom Holland, he's still so young, you don't know. Well, Could be would, a Timothy Chalamet situation yeah. where oh. he just comes out and boom. Imagine Timothy Chalamet in this role. You would if if you if you Oscar, said that he wins. Timothy Chalamet was doing this, and you'd be like, that, he you're just like, he'll win. There's nothing stopping him. Yeah. But you know, Tom Holland was in a movie. His first movie, I believe, was this movie called The Impossible, mm-hmm. and it's uh, about the tsunami that happened yeah. in. His younger brothers in it too. I'm pretty sure. Oh really? I didn't. Yeah. I didn't know his younger brother. Yeah, it's anyway. You and McGregor and um, Naomi Watts, and he's in it, and he's he's really good in it. He carries a lot of emotion in it. Yeah. Um. So from that, uh, he could have. I mean. When it came out, I guess he could have been nominated for Oscar for that movie. I mean, it's not exactly he wasn't he was in it, but it's his first movie, and yeah. generally not going to get nominated. But this sometimes. one, but you, especially this as well, um, it's his first thing, well, massive thing out of the Avengers. Like everyone knows who he is yeah. now before the movie, so it will get some buzz when it gets released, and well, so, I, and he he'll definitely put a lot of effort into it yeah. because it's oh, his thing because. Even though I haven't seen him much, he seems like one of those guys who cares about his career. Exactly. And he wants to t- make interesting choices with his movies mm. after the Avengers mm. and um, go other places with his career. So I think he'll put a lot of effort into it and you never know, he could surprise you. There is a still from the, f- from the film because no, no trailers come out for this. It's yeah. kind of... Um, is this the one with him with the gun? Yeah, and he's yeah. pointing it and it looks... It looks intense. Like his face looks intense and he's got like yeah. a shaved head. And it looks like this guy got some problems. Mm. He's, got, he's, got, <laughs> he's got Um, But um, as an actor, how do you reckon, how would you portray that? How, would, how, do, you, how do you reckon you'd tackle the role? I know it's kind of like, You're I'm just that right you. now I know it's, in two minutes. Yeah, I know. But how, how do you think, do you think you could do, uh, do something nice with this role? Maybe when I'm 20. How old's Tom Holland? He's about 20, 26. 20, no, he's younger 25. than that, like 25. I'm going to search that up. Uh, no, but no. Maybe when I'm that age, I could, but right now, yeah. that's tough. Do you reckon, okay, do you reckon, do you reckon, because you, if you're Spider Man, you're Spider Man, you got every, all the kids pretty much love you. Do you reckon you take a role like this? Yes. You would? It's different. It's yeah. completely different for your career. Yeah. It'll uh, just take your career in other directions and add to your catalog of movies, which yeah. is important as an actor. Yeah. So I think. Yeah, I think it depends on his choices and the and the research he does because yeah. someone like this who's he's playing a drug addict who by him holding a gun maybe mm. kills people maybe robs stuff whatever. Yeah. Um, it depends on how much he's researched on other drug addicts, gone to yeah. rehab centers, gone to prisons, talked to people, picked up on something. Maybe he's chosen one person yeah. to emulate for the character. Like, yeah. I think with a role like this with so much. Uh, meat in it and so yeah. many different choices you could go with. Yeah. I think it's important. It's just the amount of work that yeah. he put in, the amount of uh, research that yeah. he's done for it, which I think he would have done a lot because it's his first thing away from the Avengers. Yeah, exactly. I'm excited. I'm really excited for it because yeah, I've just been looking. I've, I've seen, yeah, saw the stills and mm. I've just been yeah, ever since looking to this movie a little bit. He was on uh, like Jimmy Kimmel or Jimmy Fallon and he had a shaved head and, he, and they were talking about a shaved yeah. head. He goes, oh, it's for the role I'm doing. Yeah. I play a drug a drug addict and um, and ever since yeah. then that was like a year ago and I was yeah. like trying to search out the movie I couldn't find yeah. anything on Cherry yeah, there's so not much on it not much you're kind still. of hearing it first yeah we're, we're so trying we're to break it early break get our views up yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but 
we might have made that story up. Who knows? I don't know. I yeah, don't we just know. made. <laughs> There's legit only like yeah. two, three YouTube videos on it of people talking about it. So. There's actually a video of Matthew McConaughey fucking a goat. McConaughey goat fuck. McConaughey goat fuck. <laughs> McConaughey goat fuck. McConaughey goat fuck. Anyway, do you flick or stick with the news on that? Oh, stick. Yeah, for I'll sure. Definitely stick. I think he'll really yeah. do well. I'm excited to see it. I don't know if it's going to be an Oscar-worthy performance. If the if uh, stick with Anthony that. Russo saying that, yeah, he's seen some good actors in the past, so I think yeah. But you're, he's also the director, you yeah, know. He's also got to promote it. Yeah, exactly. He's gonna, um, you're going to say whatever you want to help you get interested. He in the is twenty three. Exactly. He's twenty three. I know. Um, how, I know how people are. But yeah, so I think he'll deliver a really good performance because yeah. I think he is a good actor. Yeah. But Oscar worthy is yet to be seen. Yeah. Definitely, I'm, I'm kind of on the same. But I'll stick with it. I think it'll be a good movie, and it'll yeah. do really well. I, I'm excited for the movie, especially if the Russo brothers are directing it. Yeah, Avengers Endgame, which is you know a good segue into into that now. But I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with that. Yeah, yeah, stick for sure. Okay, on to our first review. Russo and Russo segue. Yeah, Russo segue. It's a year on on from Avengers Endgame. Yeah, um, which was obviously the biggest movie, the highest grossing ever. movie of all time. Um. A billion in the first weekend is what it made. Two days. Yeah, how yeah. crazy is that? That's fucked up. Made yeah. I mean, it took a while to get to um. Oh, it didn't take a while. I mean, it took like a bit over a month to get to catch up to. Oh no, longer than a month to catch up to Avatar. Yeah, which is pretty crazy. I mean, that says a lot about Avatar, which yeah. is the James Cameron movie, because that movie just had the one, just came out once. Mm. It just ha- didn't have any prequels. Yeah, and exactly. Nothing, and and there was no like. Dollars. And that's the thing with Avengers Endgame. Uh, they had. Um, yeah, it's a culmination yeah. of the twenty-two movie or yeah. twenty-one movies preceding exactly. it. Exactly. Um, anyway, yeah, it's pretty crazy that that movie. It, yeah, Avatar says a lot about that. I'm not a big yeah. fan of Avatar. I, I don't am. like it I as like a story it. or anything. When's the second one coming out? Next uh, year, two years or something. Twenty twenty-two. They yeah. finished shooting it. I'm yeah. pretty sure. But yeah, that CGI obviously fucking takes two years. Yeah, but movie. no, I think they've actually finished. Oh, well, they're doing the pre. Yeah. They're doing post-production on it. Yeah. Um. Anyway, yeah. So Avengers Endgame is the culmination of the preceding 21 movies which i just just mentioned um and it's about yeah continuation sequel of infinity war in which the avengers are battling thanos in order for him not to get the six infinity stones anyway at the end of infinity war spoiler alert in the end of infinity war the world is evaporated yeah in the evaporated (laughs) evaporated Uh, the population is evaporated yeah they call it the um the the blimp the blimp yeah or the blimp blimp or the blimp blimp. no you had it right i don't know what i was saying blimp the dust blimp. The so dust blimp. Sixteen or whatever. Yeah. Anyway. Um. Yeah. So they've all they've all gone away, and it take anyway. So Avengers Endgame kind of starts about twenty days after that. With yeah, twenty days after, mm-hmm. and then sees the Avengers um trying to bring back the people who they lost. Yeah. Uh, they lose a lot of people in the through, first through the time travel through the quantum realm. I remember no. when we went to go see it, and it was um. 8 a.m. session. Usually we... It's the first session of the day, yeah, right? Yeah, well, we were so keen to see. It was yeah. you, me, and our other brother, Dylan. No order. And you guys were yelling at me because I caught the train yeah, there. Yeah, Jesse was And you late. were like, oh, the movie starts at 8. It's 7.56. I was like, yeah, I'm walking. They'll be there in 30 seconds. No, 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 no. I was like, there'll be ads like every other movie. No, no, no. For this type of movie, there'll be minimal so. ads. There'll be minimal ads. I'm like, are you serious? How big is the movie? There'll be more ads, mate. <laughs> and, if, and I was right. It didn't start till about 8.30. Bullshit. But you know what? Usually when we go see these movies and massive movies, and I started doing this when um 
when I finish school, I go to the midnight sessions. They don't really do that anymore, but I used to love going to the midnight session. They went to the midnight session of Avengers. Did they have a midnight Dark session Night. for Endgame? No, they didn't. That's oh. why we went to the 8 a.m. one. Right. Which is, um, yeah, I would have loved to go to the midnight one because I, I just, I don't know, I love the whole, the the enthusiasm of a midnight session, yeah. I guess. Um, everyone's there. Anyway, we went and saw it. People were dressed up in costumes. <laughs> I remember Dylan being like, what the though. fuck? It's like, luckily this is like- It was like Comic-Con. Yeah, it was. It was pretty crazy. You know, people wearing clothes. Uh, Honestly, it was like Comic-Con, an event. But yeah, anyway, we saw it at 8 a.m. And um, I remember when I, I was just like, oh my God, what? how are they going to do this? Because everything from the trailers that we'd been told in the trailers was- only like the first 15 or mi- 15 yes, minutes or so. Yes. So I'm just thinking to myself, what? If the movie goes for three hours. Like, mm. what are we seeing? Like, um, and I remember just being in that theater and when things happened, it was, it was the craziest shit. Like, awesome. um, there's definitely gonna be and spoilers on this. Cause yeah. yeah high school film. I'm pretty sure everyone's seen it. Yeah. So we're just going to go into it. But yeah. Like the, the atmosphere watching that film was, it was awesome. Insane. It was like, it was the best cinema experience I've ever had in my yeah. life. And I love like the, the cinema atmosphere. Like, that's so big for me when I go to watch a movie and that was just sick. Like when something cool happened, everyone's like, ah! It plays so big, especially like when you see comedies. Like if if you're seeing a comedy and you're in a really shitty theatre, it definitely brings you down. Yeah, like I want to go and... You would have a, experience. It, yeah. I want it to be a good night at the cinema. It was such a cultural zeitgeist. Like it's it was awesome. like a big, like... Um, it was just ev- such a shared experience for everyone. Yeah. Um, yeah, people wearing... People wearing... Um, Costumes and everything. Just the the vibe was Bringing so good going into it that when things happen in the movie, like okay, like the craziest bit for me in the movie, and I think you know what I'm gonna say Captain is, America is when he gets that fucking he gets some, the hammer. I'm just gonna yeah. call it because I can't pronounce what it's called. Mjolnir, Mjolnir. That's what it's called. Yeah, the mallet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and he gets the fucking hatchet. The mallet. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, yeah. When he get when he gets that thing, that was the. That was the craziest thing. I'm, I'm pretty sure I jumped out of my seat and I was like, fuck yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> you screamed. You did. You did. Yeah. You're like, fuck yes. I screamed so many but times. But everyone was seat. too. Yeah. So like, was I was sick. like, I know. I was like, you beat his ass. Beat his ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was, was so crazy. Awesome. I um, love that movie. But like that scene in particular, just being in the theater, it was such a theater movie and just being in there and just absorbing it with everyone, everyone just like taking that same kind of energy the movie's giving you. Yeah. Just like, it, you couldn't help but scream. Like yeah. there's so many moments. Um, the, even when the movie starts off, you're just like with Hawkeye's uh, daughter and his family just evaporated like in the blip. Yeah. Um, they, yeah, that was so, that was just emotionally straight from the movie. It was such a great way to start the movie because you yeah. hadn't seen him in the Infinity War. Um, no, it was... And, uh, and even the criticisms of the movie, I think, the f- I think this is a it's a small criticism for me because mm-hmm. I think the movie in general is really great. But how Ant Man gets out of the um, quantum realm, yeah, was a bit a bit ridiculous for me. How is that ridiculous? Like that that could happen. Well, a most, rat, that's a rat like, can just crawl on the fucking thing. Most likely, that's the way you get out. No way. So you're telling me the whole universe was saved because of a rat? If anything, we should praise yes. that rat. Yes, but think about it. If you're stuck in that place, right? And this is the thing, what are the chances of a human coming by and going, oh, do this? Yeah, no. What are the chances of a fucking rat? Like, more, there's no, more of a chance. I don't believe. Ra- it was five years, right? Rats are just crawling around everywhere inside the car. It's been left there for five years. Of course, a rat's just going to bump it. No, I don't. I don't That's I, a I, good way I, to do I, it. I, I thought think. it was, I didn't like it. But it, when I first watched it, it didn't matter because everything else was so mm. good that those little things can happen. Like little plot holes like that. Well, not a plot hole, but just a little like coincidental things like that. Like 
They just don't matter. And I'm just going to jump forward to another movie. Yeah. Um, Star Wars Rise of Skywalker kind of had the same kind of things in it, but the movie <laughs> as a whole wasn't great. So those things did matter. Like, you know what I mean? If, yeah. If, if the rest of the movie is great, a really small thing like a rat crawling over mm. the quantum realm, quantum I mean, thing getting him out doesn't like matter yeah. to me. That wasn't my problem with the movie. What my was problem <laughs> was that vision who has like the greatest power, honestly. Like he's like- I think you're talking about Infinity War here. No, yeah, I know. But I'm saying like, <laughs> he's just, I don't know. That was stupid for me. Yeah. What, 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 what was stupid about it? You didn't get to what your point was. Just sucking. Like he's honestly just he's like a weak, weak man. Well he's just overpowered is my mm, is my just opinion. a weak, weak and man. That's a problem with other comic book characters like Superman. If you're overpowered, you're not generally mm. I just think you're a you're a lazy character because it's what can you do that others can't like I think Superman's is a dumb character. But in saying that, I know Jesse's gonna be like, Oh my god. But the Watchmen T V show, uh, which came out last year. Yes, last year. Yeah, last year. And I'm a big fan of Watchmen. September I've read the comic. Last year. Uh, love the. I watched the movie. I liked the movie that. Um, and the TV show last year mm. was amazing. And hasn't seen that. You got to check that out. Keeps trying but to tell Dr. me Manhattan to watch it. in that movie, in that show, he's overpowered, but he's got a humanity in the mm-hmm. sense that he's overpowered because he just carries like. A, he's so unrelatable to humans that makes him such a flaw. Right. That's right. Okay. Yeah, that's my that's my take on it. But anyway, yeah. back to um Avengers Endgame. We also had uh we also put on our Instagram. Uh, just a DM for a moment that you you liked or you didn't like. Just any mm. moment from the movie, and we got one from Ben Curry, Ben Curry, Jesse's classmate. Yeah, from um, Joey's, from Joey's. Last year. and he said that the Black Widow's death being good for the Marvel universe. How do you feel about that? Black Widow's death. No, I think he said it's pointless, right? No, he said like Black Widow's death in the movie was good. For yeah, the, for but the I think he was saying Black Widow was a pointless yeah, character. But that's what I'm getting at. Yeah. To be honest, I never thought of it. I'll be yeah. honest with you. I never thought of Black Widow being pointless. But maybe the reason I never thought of it is because she was pointless. Whoa. When you go... No, oh, my God. <laughs> I'm thinking... No, like, you could feel free to prove me wrong. Yeah. Um, no, I'm... I, what, yeah, I'm just, what, what did she add? When you get to the end of her life, her whole thing through the Avengers what, and all of them, what, what did she did add? Did you think her death was emotional when it happened in the movie? I like that scene when yeah, they're both fighting it out. I didn't get very emotional. I liked how they both did because you just yeah. like because you immediately think that he, okay. I just think I, I thought straight he was going to die. Yeah, because they set up like Ronan Hawkeye. Um, yeah, he was going to die because in the movie he like he kills so many people. He's apparently mm. he's going on these murder sprees and fucking just Japan and all that yeah, kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah. So I immediately thought that he might have been unredeemable, but he does have a family, so I guess it makes sense mm. for him to keep living. And she doesn't really have anything. She had something. She had the family. So that's what she's fighting yeah. for. The but get family. back to was she useful for the Avengers? Was she um, was she a pointless character? Now that I think of it, she kind of is. I don't know because <laughs> I mean, I do I do like her character. I like her character yeah. a lot. I think yes. she's great in um, Captain America: uh, Winter Soldier. But that's, I think not that's the, the first question. movie. No, but I'm just going back to the point that it's it's because his thing was that it's good for the universe. Yeah. Um, and for me, I did enjoy her in, in the first time I really enjoyed mm. her was Captain America Winter Soldier. Yeah. I think she's really great. Now, I think that's the first movie where she really gets to kind of just shine and just play yeah. like a, it's a just, really great. My operative. thing is that it's not that she was a bad character. I enjoyed her as yeah. a character, but that's, 
but the fact you, that I enjoyed her doesn't mean that she wasn't pointless. Yeah, but don't you think she that was if there to fill up numbers? Really, if you're there to enjoy the character, if you're if you're enjoying the character, that that then she's not pointless because you're getting something out of the character. You're getting something out of the character, but that same enjoyment I would get out of just watching all the other characters without her in it for the first place. Mm. I would still get the same enjoyment. Yeah, I mean, I do like I do like a character. So I and I did feel something when she died. So I'm mm-hmm. not going to say that it was good. F- I mean. I'm not gonna say it was pointless. So she's pointless. She's not a to me. She's not a pointless character. Right. I I really I like the dynamic she brings. I like the fact that she's not just your typical kind of uh, like female kicking badass. She's kind of fun. She's, yeah. She says some funny things. I really would have loved to have seen her in the final battle. Um. When you have all the women. When like oh right and you got yeah, Captain yeah. Marvel and they're like kind of fight because she would mm-hmm. I mean that scene is made for her like yeah. she she's the original female badass in yeah. the Marvel she in, was the yeah. female female yes. Avenger like she's that's yeah. who she is and to not see her there was kind of like oh this would have been great but I think that's that's why it was great because like, you can think oh she would have been in here yeah. like that's what they're fighting for um so it kind of it brought a little bit of emotional um catharsis to that point in the movie mm. um. But I don't think as a whole she was pointless. I, I quite enjoy her character and I, I, I definitely think okay. that she's um, just a really, yeah, just fun, just easy, like, yeah, just a really good character. Hope you enjoyed that, Ben. <laughs> yeah, shout <laughs> out. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed our but, you answers. Know, thank too. you for sending that in because, you know, yeah. we posted that up and it's good that you, like, some of you guys are writing us in. We've gotten a lot of, like, compliments for the, just a yeah. side note, we've got a lot of compliments for the podcast yeah, and we we're really, really appreciative. Yeah, we appreciate um, it so much. Just yeah, nothing, like, yeah, it's just... Keep giving Quite us nice comments feeling. on movies to talk about, characters to talk about, anything to do with movies. Tell us what you think we need to do better, what we need to work on, and just, you know, keep with the compliments. That's good. You know, mm. Thank you. Thank you so much. Although I do have a problem with – not the compliments. But like, um, and not, nothing to do with that, but, in, but going back to um, uh, Endgame, just the time travel. Because if people are dying – Because it makes no sense. Can you bring them back? Because like, Tony Stark died and Black yeah. Widow died well, – no, but that's the thing. The thing. If you uh, sacrifice for the stone, yes. If you, I, I get why if she you can't would come back. bring them back. Maybe that would change something else. Yeah, and that's it wouldn't true. Work that's out. true. And they do say that, in and the that's movie. the thing. That's what uh, Doctor uh, Strange says. It's not it's Doctor like, Strange. It's the the female. The no, it one. was no, no, no. I'm saying Doctor Strange in saying this is the only way. Oh, you know yeah. when he did that thing and he was yeah. like, there's only one way to do it? Yeah. Exactly what they did was the way. So the rat had to be on the... Yeah, and thing. he just he saw everything. <laughs> so exactly what happened. And that's the way it that had rat. to be. That's the way it had... They couldn't change anything because maybe they'd fuck up everything. What about after so. the first... This really threw me, threw me for a loop in the movie. When they killed Thanos off in the first 20 minutes, I was just like, what? Where yeah. are they going to go with this movie? Like, yeah. I had no idea where, where it was going. Because I just thought... Because he's the big bad, and mm. if he's not there, what are they going to do? And then yeah. we went to five years, five years, which is insane. Like you're just, you're just like left there thinking, how is this movie going to play? Out? And I thought it was such a great surprise. It was yeah. just so really, yeah, it was just really, um, yeah, I loved it. And I, no, I also loved how Captain Marvel didn't come and save the day, because to me, it would have been, it would have felt easy. like a cop out. Yeah, yeah, because you know she's so powerful. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It just felt like as Turned if like three thousand nukes yeah. just away. Well, it just feels like as if that sh- just by we just introduced a new character and she'll come and fix the problem. Mm. They had to leave it to the original Avengers to get it. Captain Marvel. They explained why she isn't there. They did that really perfectly, and she was there. She helped kill Thanos in a sense. Yeah, she did in the first fifteen minutes. So I like that. I like the fact that they didn't 
just resolve to using a character, just bringing in a new character for the sake of having, to, we need to defeat this guy. Yeah. And she does help, but she doesn't defeat him. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of talk about in that movie anyway, as, as well with Robert Downey Jr. getting an Oscar for that. Really? Uh, yeah, people were saying that. I don't really think that's necessarily true. I, don't, I think he's really good in it, but I think he's really good in it because of the combination of the, 20, of the movies yeah. he's been in before. Yeah. So I, you can't I think give someone Robert Downey Jr. was the glue that held the Avengers together. And he, he did such great performances all throughout. Yeah, but you can't give someone all a, those stuff. But I don't, think, I don't think people in those movies should ever get an Oscar. Really? I just don't think... Heath Ledger? No, 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 no. That's different. The Dark Knight's different. I'm saying like for the Avengers movies and that stuff. Like when you go look at Batman, they are drama movies like really and these aren't but they, they're not so cgi stuff like this is very would you mean colorful <sighs> no not colorful I'm, I'm just saying like with the the avengers movies i feel it's just more uh little joke here stunt here stunt here cgi that 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 Ooh, whereas wait, the dark knight um, for me it has more character arcs more character development and more uh more meat and emotional Stuff within each character. What about just Black for Panther? Me. Do you not think that there's like a really kind of timely it kind is. of movie? No, it doesn't deal with issues that are happening. D- did I say? Did I say Marvel movies? I said the Avengers movies. <laughs> what do you mean? That's what I'm saying. You got um, Black Panther. It's just that's his movie, right? Yeah. Fine. I think someone could win an Oscar for their own individual movie. Yeah. They're like dramas with more emotional stuff. But I'm saying with the Avengers, yeah. Just those movies for me, I just don't think. I don't know. It's no, just I not, it's not quite the acting. It's how buff you are, how I good think, you well, look. I, don't, I think only the acting really became important is when you had Heath Ledger winning the Oscar. Then that's when people started to realize that people can have people can have that impact in a in a comic book film. Because right. I was watching this thing with Maggie Gyllenhaal, who's Jake Gyllenhaal's sister, and she was also in The Dark Knight. And she said that to act really amazing in a movie like this, you're it's 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 not the point of why you go see these movies. Yeah. So acting is quite important in in comic book movies. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you had the, you had Heath Ledger, uh, Heath Ledger, Joaquin Phoenix. Mm. Um, even um, they both won Oscars for their performances as the Joker. And you also got um. But those movies, think about those movies aren't. Well. Those movies aren't so like you know um, beat up this person, look real like cool doing it and have a little quirky funny line here like you know yeah. those dark knight movies are actually really really good dramas you reckon yes even the third one you think it's a good drama do you think that's yeah. comic booky i feel that that's the most comic they're book comic booky because they're they're comic book movies but it's just the, the, the individual superhero movies i can see but yeah. it's it's just the avengers movies and those group collective ones yeah to me i just don't see if anyone can win an Oscar for those movies. That just I think you can. I think I think there's definitely Oscar potential. I think Michael B. Jordan could have easily been nominated for an Oscar for Black Panther. Yeah, but I that's what I'm saying. Amazing. That's Black Panther. I'm saying just the Avengers collective movies. Uh, and to me I will kinda side with Scorsese on that. Like You don't think there's cinema? Huh? No. What what do you classify as cinema then? We're getting into like a cool tangent. I, I'll um I think you don't think it holds a place in cinema as being something that's really influential? Because they're highly influential no. movies. Sure, they're influential, but I could live like movie. To me, it's kind of like people go watch those movies, like and just like you know, it's really fun and everything. But I think it's kind it's of a wanky not, statement from Scorsese, to be honest with you. But I agree with him honestly because it's like people go watch those movies and it's not you're not. It's not. 
the drama and the 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 writing and to me it's, it's just all not those, it's all those it's not an art go. form 100% those avengers art, movies the writing, to me there's there's like 80 characters in those avengers movies especially avengers infinity war and endgame and the writing has to keep the glue all together so the writing is so incredibly important and so is directing is so important you've got you got all these characters you got to figure out what they're doing what their motives are what their character arcs mm. are their performances there's so many things you've got to figure out and that's such a hard task. It's definitely art just because it's not like, um, you know, shot in like 70 millimeter. Mm. It's down to earth. It's not like a smaller budget. doesn't mean that they no, don't hold a weight in, an, in a cinematic I, sense. I get what you're saying. Sense. But I guess look at Black Panther. You see how people say that's the best Marvel movie, right? Yeah. Black Panther. Yeah, arguable, yeah. And why is that? It raised questions. It, it kind of, it, yeah, exactly. was, it was an important political topic in a way, you know? And it's kind of like, like the way it represents Africa as not being like just this third world country. Yeah. It's a big place, but a even rich the place, with, which Africa yeah. really is. Yeah. People think Africa's safaris and all. No, no, it has cities yeah. um, with millionaires and billionaires. But like, because it was so politically important, like that's to me, that's cinema. Yeah, right? exactly. So but, that's the but argument. I, but, I'm starting with Scorsese on the Avengers movies. They're not cinema to me. But he's if talk, I he's go watch those movies, I don't leave the cinema asking questions about my beliefs. I don't think I don't question society. I don't question this. I just go, fuck, that was awesome. Yeah, but I think that's such an initial like reaction. I think if we really wanted to dive incredibly deep into these movies, we mm-hmm. could find something that was kind of timely about it. And I I, I haven't got I haven't Mm-hmm. I haven't watched um, the movie in like a couple of weeks because I've seen the movie yeah. like a hundred times. But if if I really wanted to, I could find something that could relate back to back to society. Yeah. And I don't think he was just talking. He wasn't just talking about no, he, no, no. He was talking about Marvel. He I said I'm siding with him on the just the Avengers films though. Yeah, that's but what he was I mean. talking. Yeah, he was talking yeah. about all Marvel films. Yeah, but I just think that he's and he's definitely earned a like he's arguably the greatest director of all time. Yeah, so he's definitely earned his stripes and saying he can he can say whatever he wants. He, he, and everyone will listen to it, and he's got a like got a right to that opinion. Yeah. Everyone has a right to their opinion. I just think that it's it's kind of a bit pompous of him to say that, just in the sense that I don't think he, I just don't think that you can just th- they just throw away movies. I think they're incredibly influential in mm. a lot of a lot of so, to me they're not. Well, I think they even stunt. I like the movies just because I like them. It doesn't mean that it's cinema to me. It's kind of like when you look at. You know, hip hop now is Lil Pump an artist? Yeah, but I think it's a no, little different. But to to me, it is because it's it's entertaining. Listening to his music's entertaining, yeah. but it's not an art form. Yeah, but well, you it, know, it is. It's, it's art. Not, it's an art form. No. It doesn't matter. Art can come. It's in not anything. going into intricate can, details and really. It's not smart. People it's can not, take a shit and put it on the floor and say that's art, and that that people will buy it. That that's a thing these days. So people can do anything. That's still art. Art is art. It's your expression. That's art. It's not the act. It's not. What it's not the total thing; it's how you express it is what it's like. Just, just because Little Pump made "I Love It" and such a fucking hoe, whatever. Just because he's saying those things doesn't mean it's not art. Gucci Gang. You know I mean? Yeah, I'm, hey, like I, I don't like those songs either. Nas, Nas I, is an artist. I'm, yeah, J Cole is an artist. They're all artists. Elvis Presley They're is an artist. Artists. They're all artists. Little Pump how you express your art. Is my uh, is it? Is a person who's going to be irrelevant in ten years? <laughs> and to me, that's the Avengers films in a sense that they're just not. Uh, they're not questioning beliefs and society and 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 the the little nuances of life. That mm. that's that's cinema to me. Mm. And Black Panther did that. And that's probably the only Marvel movie to do that for me. Um, what about 
Iron Man two when it uh, Iron Man when it talks about weapons development and things like that has it talks I mean, about that's, how that's true that's true there's all those little things you can get it or like know, secrecy Avengers, and Captain the Avengers America films are just Winter Soldier nah not they're not cinema to me they're uh, great movies that I love but they're not I cinema. definitely think there's a lot of social um, underlinings in these movies yeah. um, anyway probably might wrap it up for the Avengers, Avengers actually you know what I just want to say one thing and uh, this has been I've been talking to Dylan about this and mm-hmm. I, Dylan listening and his girlfriend, Ronnie, they definitely know what's happening right now. Anyway, we, this is a little experience I had when we, what happened? When we went, to, went to the um, see Avengers. I, this was like my fourth time seeing it. I was seeing oh, right. my mum, my, my, mom, my sister Luana, um, or our sister Luana, sorry. Um, Dylan, his other brother, and his partner, Ronnie. And we saw the movie. I loved it. I saw it for the fifth time. I loved it even more. Um, Dylan loved it. Everyone loved it. Uh, we walk out of the cinema, just talking about the movie, and <laughs> as we're leaving Norton Norton uh, Palace Cinema or Norton Street in Leichhardt, uh, walking down the stairs, these two women just walking up, probably going to buy their tickets to see Avengers. Probably, like everyone mm. was there to see that. Anyway, they're walking down the stairs, and Ronnie just casually yells out, "Can't believe Iron Man died in the movie." <laughs> Simpsons <laughs> moment right there. Yeah, it was like in the Simpsons when Can't Homer's believe Darth like, Vader is Luke Skywalker's father. Yeah, exactly. It was completely like that. It was so funny. And the women just looked back at Ronnie and they're like, had their eyes open and it was so funny. And I was like, Ronnie, what are you doing? <laughs> That's so funny. Oh no, it was so funny. Anyway, we love you, Ronnie. <laughs> it was funny. You're full of funny moments like that. Anyway, let's move on to... Uh, a classic Friday. Oh no! Actually, no, we, no, we, we go go on to because yeah, we're talking about time this. travel yeah. with Avengers Endgame. We both prepared three time travel movies each yeah. to bring to the table and to talk about. Yeah. Um, so we, go first, we didn't really I? we didn't really know what each other's movies were, so we didn't know what angle we were going to take. Right. It doesn't matter. Doesn't mean we think these are the greatest no, time travel just, movies. We're just giving an opinion. What What I did for my selection yeah, of time so travel was I wanted kind of three different genres. And three different forms of time travel and mm. the take on time travel. Yeah. That's kind of That's what kind I of the same to. I went. Um I went the same kind of route, but I also did a little differently where I where I um what was funny over there. Same kind of route. Yeah. Same kind of route. Um <laughs> I don't know why that's funny to you. Because <laughs> I'm a little boy with a little brain. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Also with little ears. If anyone sees his ears. He's got the smallest ears I've ever seen in my life. Everyone hey, that's a good thing. You want to yeah. know why? Can you do you even hear? Only anymore? two things. Only two things keep growing your whole lifetime. That's your nose and your ears. Shame your brain. You're going to be eighty walking around with these big ass ears, and I'll be like the best looking eighty year old ever. It's a shame your brain doesn't grow. Anyway, yeah, so I went with the same route in um your uh in the direction the choices. you went. Yeah, in your choices. Except I went for like a big movie. Um, a local Australian movie, and then I went with a really small indie movie. So, Jesse, do you want to take us off with the time travel movie, your first one? Okay. Well, the first one I chose was a comedy which I find hilarious, Hop Type Time Machine 1, right? Which just... The it's take, a great movie. It's so funny. Yeah. And just the, the take on on time travel and, like, the portal for time travel, which yeah. is the hot tub controlled by Chevy Chase. Would you... Um, you know, in the movie, I'm just gonna, I might jump a bit forward. I don't know if you want to keep going, but I'm just going to jump a bit forward. 
would you take the Black Eyed Peas songs and use them in the future? Hell yeah. <laughs> in the past, sorry. But think of it. He There's took, so he took Nirvana. Artists, no, but he took Nirvana, Black Eyed That's Peas. That's in the sequel, but I'm talking about the first. You're talking about the first. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But no, I, it's just such a good take the on the way that- running, running, yeah, and running, 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 running. But it's just the way that- First of all, the movie's just hilarious, but just the way that they use time travel to go back in the past and just make their lives, they think for the better yeah. and make more money of being yeah. famous and stuff. And yeah. to me, like that's something that if anyone had the ability to time travel, mm. they would go back and make, you know, Lugal and I definitely would probably make Motley Lou. What song would you what song would you do? If you had If a, I could go back and say just say nineteen nineteen eighty, pick a song from now, what would you do? If I went back to nineteen eighty yeah. I don't know. That'd, I'd be like, oh no, Michael Jack. When did Michael Jackson become big? That was like the eighties, seventies. He was I always went, he was big before that. If, no, I, if I went back to nineteen eighty, I would just do like you know, bad, make the album bad and like that that stuff. I mean, like you know? Purple Rain. <laughs> Purple Rain was out then, wasn't it? Uh, I don't think it was nineteen eighty. It might have been a bit after because right. it was in the eighties. I'm not entirely sure. I yeah. would make any Prince album prior to ninety. Uh, yeah, yeah. Bef- after nineteen eighty, I would make because I'm just a massive Sky Prince fan. Anyway. Prince. Yeah, I'm, Massive, um, love them. We should review Pepper Rain. Great movie. <laughs> but um, yeah, but that that to me is like something that anyone, yeah, if they go back in time, they do all that stuff. 100%. And it's just like a good take on life. What, um, what he calls his he calls his do- he calls his wife, <laughs> and she's like a little kid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so fuck you, you fucking bitch, yeah. you fucking cheat on me. I know you're fucking sleeping with him. Yeah, I'm not talking to you, Randy. Get the fuck. I'm talking to my wife. She's like, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> and then she brings it back up in the yeah, future. In the yeah. future, she's like, "I remember I told you about that crazy I'll guy." Never cheat on you. <laughs> <laughs> That's the funniest. <laughs> so funny. What else? You, uh, what else you like about me? Uh, to me, that's it. It's just the way that it, it just, you know, yeah. it's so relatable. Like, okay, if I could go back in time, I'd do that. And just yeah. the, I chose different time travel movies that have different time travel portals as well. Yeah. It's a fucking hot tub. Like, it's just, yeah. you know. Stupid. Um, that's a good. That's a really good. Not really thought of time travel. I mean, it says hot tub time yeah. machine. I think people would just gloss over it because it's comedy. But yeah. it's it's a good time travel movie. Yeah, it's quite it is. Funny. It is. It's ev- everything you would do. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Anyway, so I did. Um, are you finished that one? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we're gonna go one each. Yeah, yeah we'll okay. go one each. One each. So I also did for my for my big film. I did the movie Looper. Yeah, which is the 2012, yeah, 2012 movie made by, um, directed by and written by uh, Ryan Johnson. He also did Last Jedi, and also did this movie Brick, which came out. Oh, it's with Joseph Gordon-Levitt. It's like a neo noir movie, but set in a high school. It's pretty good. Um, He also did Knives Out, which I haven't seen yet. Oh yeah, I've really got to see that. Really good. I haven't seen. I've never watched it. I'm so keen to watch it. I just haven't been. I just know. I've. You know, I'm just. Trying to see something else. Trying to be a little different with my movie selection. Not see all the big movies. I'm a little artiste. Artist. Person that <laughs> says Avengers is art. Okay. I'm an artist. Um. Anyway. Uh. Yeah. So it stars Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Bruce Willis, and Emily Blunt. And essentially, what happens in the movie is that there's these things. There's these hitmen who work for the mafia in 2044 called Loopers, and they kill people from the future because the mafia in the future send bodies back. It's like send the people who they want to kill back because. Murder is impossible to get away mm. with in the future, and also time travel has been invented in the future, but it's it's illegal. Like you can't yeah. you can't use it. But the only people who can use it are mafia, mm. and so yeah, sends them back, and he kills people. And then every so often, what the people in the, in the future that the mafia do in the future, they do they send they send the person they send <laughs> so confusing they send the the looper back to the future so they close their loop. Yeah, so and once you kill. close your loop, yeah. you get. 
30 all this years. money, yeah. like, and you got thirty years, to and live, you have thirty years to live, and you get all this money so you can live an amazing life for thirty <laughs> years, and then they eventually yeah. come and get you once your time's up and yeah. throw you in the thing. Exactly. Back Jesse time can you do get it. Say it better than I can. I get confused with all this time travel shit. But anyway, um, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character gets sent back, who's played by Bruce Willis, who's older, and he doesn't kill him, so it leaves us a cat and mouse mm. kind of thing going on, and there's all these little like layered. It's in the movie. I don't want to ruin it because I'm not going to really go into many spoilers about these movies just because I, I think people should really watch it if you haven't seen it anyway. It's a great <coughs> film. Watch yeah. it. It's not like Avengers Endgame where everyone's seen it. But um, yeah, it's just a, it's a, you know what? It's a really well-rounded script for a time travel movie because in time mm. travel, you can always get caught in these little plot holes because yeah. everyone's going to have different, it's always different opinions on yeah. how time travel works. But in this movie, they do like subtle nods to the to time travel and they do it to the audience. They're like, this time travel shit, man, it just fries your brain. Like, it's like <laughs> yeah, yeah, they just yeah, talk yeah. about how like it's crazy. And then Bruce Willis at one stage says, "If we're gonna sit here talk about time travel, we're gonna be talking about this and this. Don't even worry about it, man." Yeah. And you're just like, I would, like it's not even it's it's part of the movie, but it's not the movie. Mm. The movies are more about Joseph Gordon-Levitt and yeah. his character. And then there's all these little things happen in the movie in terms of plot that, or like little character things that play big parts in the movie, which is why it's so well rounded. And it's just a great movie. Like, I love the time travel aspect. Um, I don't know if I would be a looper. I think it's pretty... <sighs> but, but the way they do it in the movies that everyone else is really poor. So you can see why people yeah, would be loopers. Yeah, money. Yeah, you get paid a lot of money. But it's definitely not exactly the smartest profession, which is what he says in the movie. It's not not the most forward-thinking profession. No. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's such a great, great use of time travel. Um, it's such a yeah, just really well-written movie. Joseph Gordon-Levitt, same thing with Edward Norton. Uh, he's a bit of like a I don't I don't really see him being tough, but in this movie he's tough. Yeah. But the only problem I had with this movie, I will say, is the prosthetics on his face. It's yeah, a bit like jarring. Him. Yeah. Every time I watch it, I'm just he like, looks like Bruce Willis though. Yeah, but I don't it, I don't really make that connection. Like I I feel like it just always stays with me. Whenever I'm looking at him, I'm just like, he's no, he's a little different. That's not him. But like, I yeah, know. I like. I that. think he nails Bruce Willis. I think he's got that. He's got that down pat. A little I pout think, that he does as well. Yeah, he's like. Bruce. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think he nails Bruce Willis, but I just think for me, I think it just would have been believable had we been like, yeah, that's Joseph Gordon mm-hmm. Levitt is Bruce Willis in the future. Like, just don't even I don't draw know. attention I like to his nose. But I like the experiment yeah. and I like that the fact that they tried to do that. Didn't really work for me, but I like that. Yeah, um, your second movie, Jess. Second movie, I chose something I guess that's unexpected to choose with time travel, and that is Prisoner of Azkaban, Harry yeah. Potter. Harry yeah. Potter. Um, <laughs> the Dementors. <laughs> the Dementors. Um, you can eat your own hair in prison too. Did you know that? Gruel, gruel <laughs> sandwiches. Um, but yeah, uh, it's just something different and it's, it's not really that... I guess it, it is a big thing for the movie, Prisoner of Azkaban, using oh, yeah. the time travel. It but is. It's not it's, central. Yeah. yeah, but it's not so much like, oh my God, the time travel, we should do this, that, that, that. It's yeah. just very... It's just used. And yeah. of course, what I like about it is that time travel wasn't used in the, the first one, second one. Then in the third one, it's like, it's a magical world. Of course, there's time travel. You know what yeah, I mean? Well, it makes sense. There has to yeah, be, exactly. like, if they can fucking do all this Wingardium Leviosa stuff, there yeah. has to, of course, there's time travel. Time travel yeah. And so they do it, and it's not like they go into a cabinet or a hot tub or, or a machine. It's just like a little... Um, Wait, there's no hot tub time machine a in this little, A little watch thing that just you carry around the neck and yeah. you could just dial whatever. Um, How come she doesn't use it later on in the movies? She does. What, which one? They use it in um, the last one. Deathly Hallows. Yes, she uses it. For when? 
Um, I forget when, but I do remember she uses it because she has it in a bag of goods and they use it for something. A bag of goods. Yeah. That's the technical term of what she... <laughs> I, I prom- a they, goodie bag. I'm telling you, she yeah. actually... She, they use it in the second one. Uh, the part two or part one of the last one, whatever. Yeah. But um, yeah, and that's just what I liked about it. It was just kind of um, cool. It's a it's different movie that has time travels. And if you don't... And it's probably the best Harry Potter the best movie. Harry Potter. You yeah. know directed by? Who? Alfonso Cuaron. You know directed? Gravity. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great movie. And, and it's cool. It's different too. The shots are different. It's a very different type of, I guess, movie for the Harry Potter series. Yeah. Um, and it's I'm a darker. huge fan of Harry Potter. Really dark, yeah. Man. And that's just, I guess, a, a movie that no one talks about. You think of time travel. Yeah. You're not going to go yeah. Prisoner of Azkaban. Yeah. And I think that's what we're trying to do with this list too. We're not trying to give you like, because obviously Back to the Future. Yeah. The Back to the Future 1, 2, 3. Everyone knows those kind of movies. And I'm not. we're not going to rehash because, you know, yeah. like we said at the beginning... We're about optimal angles. Optimal angles. I'm pretty sure we said that at the beginning. Maybe that was take views. one. Yeah, maybe. I don't Who know. Knows? Who knows? Maybe um, we're time traveling. We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, you never know. And then, but yeah, just to me, that's uh, just a different thing to think about with time travel. And it's just a cool movie that uses it yeah. and utilizes it very well and yeah. doesn't underplay it, overplay it. It's just yeah. there. It's in the, it's in the, it's in the movie. What's it's your good. second one? My second movie, so I went local with this one and I went with this movie, um, Predestination, which is, I have to get my little notes up here because I, trying to describe some movies is also like just incredibly impossible, especially with time travel. Never really going to know what it's about, but it's an Australian movie directed by, get my notes up. Yeah, it's 2014 directed by Michael and Peter Spearig. Spirig? Anyway, it starts with stars Ethan Hawke and has um Sarah Snook, who's in Succession. It has Ethan Hawke in it. Yeah, Ethan Hawke. An Australian movie. Oh, yeah. I think it's they also cool. directed, um, what's that movie? It's a vampire one. Oh, fuck. Okay, I mean, this whatever. Gonna, just this get, is going to happen get, to just me. Just get back to the movie. Don't it's going to happen eventually. I forget the movie. But um, yeah, anyway, it stars Sarah Snook, who's in Succession. She's an Australian actress. She's really, really good um, in this movie. Uh, and Ethan Hawke. And what it's about... I'm going to read IMDb because I couldn't find a way to describe mm. what this movie was. It's about, uh, it says here on IMDb, for his final assignment, a top temporal agent must pursue the one criminal that has eluded him throughout time. The chase turns into a unique, surprising and mind-bending exploration of love, fate and, ident- and oh, identity and <laughs> time travel taboos. Mm. When and was this made? 2014. It's a really fuck? great movie. Um, it's, it's never a, heard of it. It's really cool. And... The way they do time travel in it, it's like a like a constant loop. Mm. Um, fuck, it's so hard not to talk about the movie. Because what the movie's about, it's about trying to, trying to stop this guy from setting off this bomb. Yeah. And it turn, and then like Sarah Snook plays his character and then Ethan Hawke is like the agent and then like they, ha- they have like a thing and then these things happen mm. and like it's so hard. We'll probably have to put the – we'll put the – um. The trailer and the in the um, description yeah. of these videos. Yeah, I've, we'll link the trailers yeah. to all these movies in the bottom, and uh, we'll start doing but that. The from crazy now. thing at this movie is just the way they use time travel to time travel and characters mm. is my thing. Um, I don't know if that's much of a spoiler, but they use they use <laughs> they use it in a way where like you're really questioning the characters themselves. Your character, yeah. they're identity is the biggest is like such a big theme in this movie you're really questioning who is who that's mm. such a big thing yeah you're really wondering who is who and 
like, oh, it's such a mind fuck. This movie, it should be called Mind Fuck. That's what it McConaughey Mind Fuck. Yeah. Chris oh. Angel Mind Fuck. Yeah. Remember him? Chris, Chris Angel, Angel Mind, mind fuck. fuck. Yeah. That was a sequel. 2009. That was the porno he was in Mind Fuck, wasn't it? <laughs> He's got a coming this summer yeah. from Brazzers. Yeah, coming this summer. Yeah. Coming, yeah. coming this summer from Brazzers. Chris Angel, mind, mind fuck. fuck. Yeah. Anyway, this should, yeah, Ethan Hawke, mind fuck as well. This yeah. he's really good in it. Um, yeah, it's an Australian movie. Highly recommend anyone who's really interested in time travel. I know I'm not really selling it here because I can't explain the plot. It's a, I know it's, yeah. it's, it's hard to s- describing. We definitely got to put the, yeah, we definitely got to put the um the trailer in the description yep. of this because once you watch it, you'll be like, oh my God, that's so interesting. And yeah. just the way they handle time travel, especially yeah, in characters is the most important thing with this movie. And who is who? Why is why? What is what? Those are the questions I'm going to leave you with. <laughs> everything. <Yeah. laughs> Questioning everything. Yeah, exactly. Um, but it's a really great movie and I yeah. highly recommend it. Yeah. So yeah, for my know. third one. Third and final. I got, so I have the fantasy with Harry Potter. I have the comedy with Hot Tub Time Machine. And I went for the romance, rom-com, um, about time, which stars um, what's his name, the Irish actor who's Don General Hux, yeah, Gleason, yeah. uh, Margot Robbie. It's one of her first international films, and it was 2013, so it was her year that she was kind of getting a break. Wolf of Wall Street year, yeah, Wolf Probably. of Wall Street year. I think this was before Wall Wall Street though. Wall Street, um, and yeah, and and it also stars um from the Notebook. What's her name? Rachel McAdams. Rachel McAdams. Yeah, and so it's just an interesting take on it, like. Uh, it's just this it. family. It's yeah. the, about this family and all the guys in that family can just go into like a dark room or a wardrobe and clench their fists <laughs> and <laughs> shut their eyes and imagine the time and imagine the time and go back in time to it. But it has to be a time in their life. Yeah. They can't go back to Hitler or whatever. Mm. It has to be in their lifetime. That's good. Yeah, exactly. And so, but they can't go forward either. They can go forward to the time that they went back in time from but can't go like they can't go the into the future, yes. but they can go back to their selves. Yes, that way, yes. And You're so, good at explaining these movies, I must yeah. say. Um, and so, anyways, he goes back, and it's about this guy who's just trying to search for love, and he keeps redoing it with certain someone. It doesn't really work. That's Margot Robbie, and so she leaves, whatever. And then he moves to London to become a lawyer. Yeah. And he meets this girl, and he just wants to, and he kind of screws it up a little bit, so he goes back in time to make it better, and. He does it a couple times and eventually it works out. And and it just follows the life of those two together going through time and and I guess using time travel to go back and change certain things. But you don't want to do it all the time. And yeah. he kind of doesn't overdo it. He just... Because sometimes you can go back and it just messes up everything. Messes up the but, future, like butterfly but it's, effect. Yeah, but it's actually not... It's a time travel movie where that's not much of a thing. Yeah. Like you can't go back and then change this and then it's all changed in the future. That's yeah. what I liked about it. It was yeah. very simple. Um and also what I also liked about it was he didn't go back in time to do anything, it's and just then and then him and the girl messed up like their relationship never broke. Like it's one of those rom coms. Does she where, know he's a time traveler? No, she doesn't okay. know. All the girls don't know. But it's funny. It's like um, out of all the rom coms, this is the only one I've seen where the boyfriend and the girlfriend they don't have an argument and split yeah. up. Why you keep disappearing and doing this? It's more about you know? him trying to correct. Yeah, just make correct it certain things in life and it's yeah. just whatever. But it's not like But it affects the relationship, surely. No. Then what the fuck happens in the Their movie? relationship never fucks up. It's that's what I love about it. But what the the things that are sad about it is that his dad um ends up dying of cancer. Who's his dad in the movie? Um I forget the actor's name. I haven't yeah. seen him in much though, but he was good. Oh. Um the dad dies of cancer, but he can't 
go back once you have a kid, yep. you can't go in time past when that kid was born. Yeah. Because that can change the the sperm of that and change like the gender. It's, it's different. So once you have a kid, you can't what? go back in time. It's going and down so to sperms. His, his dad dies and he goes back in time to visit his dad every yeah. now and then. And his dad knows he can travel. So yeah. he's like, Oh, you've come to see me, whatever. And they yeah. play ping pong together. But his wife goes, Oh, we have two kids. I want a third. Mm. And he's like, right. But he knows if they have that third kid, he can't go back in time to see his dad. And so that's the sad kind of thing. Okay. And I have to watch it. I, I've heard about it. Yeah. And so they end up having the kid and, and it's cool. It's just a really cool movie where it's not like the typical rom-com, the boyfriend and the girlfriend have an argument and split up and things have to get hatched back together yeah. and there's a massive cheesy thing at the end. Yeah. No, that never happened. And I kept yeah. waiting for it. And there are certain things I won't give it away yeah. where you're like, oh, he's going to fuck it up. He's going to do this and it's going to fuck up. Oh, yeah. why? No. But no, he doesn't do it. And it really gets you emotionally invested. And I really enjoyed the movie. It's oh, a really good. good one to watch. Yeah, it sounds good. She was also in um, Time Traveler's Wife, Rachel McAdams. Right. With Eric Banner. Right. right. Uh, I've never seen that. Uh, I don't think it's... I th- I've heard good, really good things about it about time mm. before. I haven't seen Time Traveler's Wife. I'm not really interested. Rachel McAdams is a good actor. She's just... Yeah, Mean Girls, Spotlight. Anyone mm. seen Spotlight? That's she doesn't play... A complete different character every time, to be honest. But she she's good. Spotlight. She's really um, good. She plays like an investigative journalist. She's yeah. really, really good. Enough. What's your third movie? My third and final movie is this movie that it's my indie version of the uh, mm. of the um, time travel. And I think out of all the movies about time travel that I've seen, like Back to the Future, Donnie Darko, every movie, this is the time travel movie. That's mm. what I'm going to say. Um, it's a movie called Primer. Um, it's a... 2004 movie direct, written, directed, produced, starred, scored. I'm pretty sure he did the score, yeah. Shot and even shot it too. This guy called Shane Carruth. And uh, he made it for $7,000. And what he, he, was a, he wasn't even a filmmaker before this movie. He was an yeah. engineer. Uh, right. I think he was like a flight simulator. Like he made those kind of like, not like the game, but, yeah. like, <laughs> but like he made them for like proper pilots and shit. Yeah. <laughs> Created goat simulator yeah. too. There's no. <laughs> also bee simulator as well, which oh looks fucking boss. Oh I saw that the other way, the other day. Um, yeah, he made this movie for seven thousand dollars, and I think the reason why he made it is because I think he hadn't seen time travel being done in this way. Mm-hmm. Um, but he also made it because indie movies were quite big, and seven thousand dollars not much. And you wouldn't by looking at this movie, you wouldn't even think this movie was made for seven thousand yeah. dollars. And also. That's pretty gutsy making a time travel movie yeah. for seven thousand dollars. Well, the thing is with this movie, um, it took him like five weeks to shoot and took but took him two years to edit it. And right. at times he was like, This fuck, is whatever. gonna be like fuck, yeah. like I can't be bothered. And it the way they shoot it is incredibly um they use these kind of like sickly colours. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna describe it as like kind of sickly greens and blues and whatever and white. This kind of don't look yeah. Kind of just look a bit yeah, disgusting yeah. anyway. Um and just the movie is about, I'll go to the plot. So the movie's about this, this is a really basic idea of the plot. Uh-huh. So the movie's about these two engineers, is Abe and Aaron, I think their names are. And um, they just, they're, they're making stuff in their garage to, for mm-hmm. like, they're like entrepreneurs, entrepreneur. Yeah. And they, um, they just happened to make um, time travel. Like they just, they right. just make it. It's That's pretty cool. I know. Because th- the whole thing with him, um, the director, Shane Carruth, he was saying that, they all never just explained how, yeah. All great inventions, well, a lot of a lot of inventions just happen yeah. by accident, like penicillin yeah. and all those kind of things. They just happen. Plutonium, I think plutonium, yeah. plutonium was one. Um, fire, 
yeah, fire, <laughs> fire made by accident, yeah. fire. Um, I don't. That's nothing from the movie, guys. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just said that randomly. Yeah, I don't know why. I thought you said fire, fire. <laughs> um, yeah, and it's made. It just they just make it by accident, and what they do is they go back and kind of use it for financial gain. Mm. Like, but the thing is, time travel in this movie, the way they do it, and why I say it's the time travel movie, is because this movie doesn't care if you don't know anything about physics because they yeah. go into physics, they go into like yeah. time, like just everything to do with like on a really technical term, they, they talk about it. And um, it's so intense. Like I've, 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 the movie itself is time travel because right. you, once you watch it, you'll be like, what the fuck happened? <laughs> and you have to, you have to go back and watch the movie again. <laughs> so in a sense, it's like creating like a loop. And How long all, does it go for? It only goes for like a bit over an hour. It's okay. really short. Um, yeah, it's it's a really short movie, and yeah, the movie itself is time travel, and it's all about like loops. Because mm-hmm. what happens is that they they can they once time travel works, um, yeah, time travel in this movie it works as if they make the machine, and you can only go back once the machine is on. So they mm-hmm. turn it on at like nine a.m. and they they have to stay in there from like three a.m. to like uh, like three p.m. It goes back into like nine a.m. and it creates like a yeah. double, and they do like all these things anyway. Makes all these loops, and it's so intense. Like I've seen it once. I I had to watch explanation video on it. I got about ten minutes into the explanation. I think I have to watch the movie again <laughs> to really understand it. But it's so intense, and it's just the way it's written, and even the way it's shot. Yeah. You're just thinking to yourself like, I can't believe this movie was made for seven thousand dollars, <laughs> and it's amazing. It's it's so intense. Um, because mm. I I've heard so much about it. Like, um, so many people talk about how it was made for such little financing, and mm. it won it won. Didn't yeah, it won it? Sundance, Sundance Grand Jury Sundance, Prize, which right. is amazing. $7,000. Yeah. Like how crazy. And the, the crazy thing about um, the director is that you would think after winning a Sundance prize that you're going to go on to like the, the greatest and biggest things ever. Yeah. But he didn't do anything for another 10 years. What's he He done? did this movie called Upstream Color, which went to Sundance and apparently is amazing, which I'm yeah. really excited to watch. Which so this guy's like a trouble. directing protege. He's, and a, he's an auteur. Like he just makes... That's a little he's just really good little at jargon it. Jargon for you. He's a directing like he just he does everything. Care. He doesn't he just does it in his own time. I think since then he's done like he's done like consultant consultancies in some movie. I'm pretty right. sure he's a consultant on like the um, Divergent series, but right. I don't like he, that's a name thing. Like mm. and those movies aren't that great, but yeah. Let me just see my notes. There's a great um there's a great quote in the movie actually where <laughs> it's really quite funny and it says a lot about time travel too, where um they're just sitting down and they're just like. The main guy, Shankaruth, mm. he's just like, um, oh, dude, I'm so hungry. I haven't eaten since later this afternoon. Oh, that's I funny. I know. It's like the biggest mind that's fuck funny. of like a quote. That's really like, good. I know. That's a like, really good quote I know. to be used in a time in travel a time movie. Drum, I think to myself it's amazing. Fuck. And there's, a, there's also a scene in it where they talk about, um, they're talking about, because once they do time travel in this movie, they kind of make, they're making doubles of themselves essentially. Oh, so okay. Like, so when they go back in time, they can see themselves back in time. Well, the, well, it's them. Yeah, it, it's right. so hard to explain. Okay, I'm not going to go into like the okay. logistics yeah, yeah. of it, but um, there's a bit where they're talking about phones and what because the main guy Shankar is, who's the director and everything, he's mm-hmm. stars in it. He gets a phone call and they're talking about how like from his he gets a phone call from his wife, but he's not supposed to get it. The mm. other person's supposed to get it because he's gone back in time. So 
um, he's like, oh shit, dude, like I'll get this phone. Do I answer it? And he's they're like, oh no, man. Like, how does this work? Like, how come you're getting the phone call? Because there's two phones. So yeah, it doesn't mean the other right. person's getting the phone call. And they're like, no, doesn't it work? Like the, the net, there's like a networks and with closest what? network. And they're like, it's like, dude, do you know anything about phones? Like, no, I don't know anything about fucking phones. <laughs> and just think to yourself, you know nothing about phones, but you made the time travel. Like yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. It's like, it's just funny. a really funny, yeah, it's, it's kind of, yeah, there's some funny moments, but um, yeah, it's intense. And, and yeah. for anyone who really loves time travel, I think this is the time travel movie. It's just amazing. It's got a lot yeah. of, um, yeah, just a crazy, just crazy time travel in it. So I really recommend it. All right. Well, yeah. that wraps up our three each, our six time travel movies. We're that going we for a longer about. episode here too, guys. So. Yeah, we're trying to make this one like an hour and 30, an yeah. hour and 40, I guess. Yeah. Um, get more content for you guys. Do you have anything um, to say about time travel? No. I think I'm excited not. to watch About Time. Yeah, watch. It's so good. It's yeah. And it's so different you to any rom-com that yeah. you've ever seen. It's really good. Yeah. Um, good rom-com. Is this, I love it. You know, they, they're such, a, like, such an underrated genre too. Yeah. Especially uh, like horror as well. Ask Dylan. He probably heard me this morning at like 8 o'clock when I was watching it. Just there were parts where I was just laughing and I was just like, <laughs> and then I was like, no, don't do it. Don't do it. And then there was parts I was like, oh, that's really sad. <laughs> like I really brought a lot of emotions out. But uh, mm. no, it's a good movie. But um, anyways, going into our last bit, our last movie review yeah. from our classic Friday, classic Friday. Last, last Friday yeah. when we watched Primal Fear. Yeah. Starring Edward Norton. Dylan joined us on this, on this one yeah, too. Yeah, shout out No Auto Dill. Yeah. Not a manual anymore. Not a manual. Watching um, <laughs> Prime <the> Classic <laughs> Movie Friday. <laughs> he never usually joins us. But yeah, anyways. Yeah, it's a, a little it's a mind rarity. Blank. Chris Angel mind blank there. Yeah, mind blank. Um, <laughs> but so, yeah. Let's yeah, so Primal Fear is a 1996 it. courtroom drama thriller directed by Gregory Hobbit. And it's, it's based on a novel of the same name. And it stars um, Richard Gere... Laura Linney, and in his film debut, Edward Norton. It was his film debut? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's his first oh film. Oh, God. You it sound like Wikipedia there. So, Primal Fear, is it? Um, don't release my sources. <laughs> <laughs> um, don't. Wikipedia. No, don't. Uh, that's bullshit. But anyways, no, <laughs> that's the thing for me. Um, I really enjoyed it. I've never seen it before. Yeah. And that's the first classic movie Friday movie that we've watched, oh, apart from The Nightingale, that I hadn't seen before. Mm. And what really made the movie really uh, enjoyable for me and why I loved it so much is that no actor turned in a bad performance mm. and that's a credit to the writers. I, yeah. I don't know who the writers are, but they were fucking brilliant. Yeah. Because a actor, an actor can only be as good as his writer as yeah. the text that he's speaking. Exactly. And no actor did a bad performance because the writing was so good and Edward Norton Probably obviously just, um, just stole quickly the just show. Dive, like, dip into the plot of it. So it's yeah. about like an altar boy who is accused of killing an archbishop and Richard Gere is assigned to helping him. But so I, what I really like about this movie is that the movie isn't really about the case per se. I think the movie is more mm. about a character study of Richard yes, Gere's character. Yeah. Because I th- um, cause it's a, he, at this stu- – well, the, 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 the murder doesn't really happen to like, what, 20 minutes into the movie, mm. 10, 15 minutes into the movie, which might sound a bit typical, but I think – you're, from the get-go, you start off with Richard Gere and he's like, he's so wanky. He's such a wank. Yeah. Like this yeah. whole movie. Like, he's an arrogant he's, he's, fuck. You think like he, he thinks he's holding all the cards and yeah. this movie, when you watch it till the end, you're just at the end, you're just like, Richard Gere really yeah. knows nothing. Nothing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, 
his character is his character plays like he's the best and like he's smart. and he is a smart guy. Typical he's, lawyer though. Yeah, Lawyers yeah. are all like that. But, but he's um, kind of charming and he's yeah. a dick, but he's not a dick because he's yeah. redeemable. And, and he's, he's able to just express himself and whatever he says, it's like, oh, he really knows what he's talking about here. Yeah. He knows nothing. Yeah. <laughs> and um, anyway, so when the crime happens, he gets assigned and he, but he wants this case because I think he wants to, he likes to get to the tabloids and yeah. And yeah, he makes him he, famous. He likes representing the, the guilty people because yeah. they're like, oh, how can you represent that person oh it's an unwinnable case yeah but he likes really doing big. that for that yeah. case but he also i think also morally he's he's a bit questionable um yeah. because just at the beginning there's also this backstory with him helping out this other criminal guy um played by the guy who's the friend in scarface can't remember his name but he's yeah. in it um yeah and you get the sense that morally and ethically he's not maybe doing it for the right reasons. But he also is maybe because he's helping the little guy, but he's also helping criminals. Yeah. And I think he knows the guy's a criminal, but he's helping him get off because mm. he just fucking doesn't, he doesn't, he used to work for the cops. I think that's also the, that's the thing. This movie is so layered. It's not just about, so many layers, not just about the court case um, that they're in. Once again, the writing. Yeah. The writing's amazing. <laughs> this movie, it really, they really create three dimensional characters and the performances. I mean, Richard Gears, I'm not a massive, um, not a massive fan. Like Richard Gere, I don't really watch yeah. a lot of his stuff, but for this, I think it's my favorite Richard Gere movie. Um, I just love the fact that he really carries. Um, so the charming, he's really yeah. quite a charming guy, and he's got the looks for it. He's yeah. like got like kind of gray hair, like slick back. Look. Yeah, he's just yeah. like he just looks like a he's just a good looking guy, and he just really carries the charmingness. And but he really carries off the um, he really pulls off the um, the wanky bit of it as well. Yeah, like he yeah, just does, does it really, the really well. just like dickish parts of him, mm. and uh, yeah. And Edward Norton to me yeah, was to the, if that's his first if that's his first film it was debut. When they did it. That's f- to be that young sure and to give that in that early of your career as well to give that kind of performance yeah. where he showcased all the layers of that character, yeah. all the emotions. Like most actors, even when they go on to become great actors, in their first couple of films, they don't know how to portray. Um, three different layers or different emotions all yeah. in like the same sentence and thing- all in the same same like line that they say and yeah. he really knew how to do that from the get-go which is crazy and the thing is he's not even he's not even in the movie that much like, no 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 that's the thing like that's that's how you know a performance is great and a character is great mm-hmm. because when he's not in the movie you feel his presence same thing goes with Hannibal Lecter and Sansa Lambs yes um, What's his name? Uh, Anthony Anthony Hopkins Hopkins. is only in the movie for like 10 minutes, but you feel him throughout the whole thing. And that's how, you know, a performance and a character is, is really layered and really, and has a lot of depth when, when they're not on screen, you're just missing their Mm -hmm. presence. And he's def- he's not even on it that much. Like I feel like the last five minutes, he, I think he gets is when he kills his role. If you were to like, how long does the movie go for? Two hours? Yeah, a bit of he probably hours. got twenty three minutes of screen time. Yeah, twenty four yeah, minutes. I don't think, so. but it's just his character arc too mm-hmm. is what keeps you interested. And he does this. He plays innocence so well in this movie. Like there's a scene in it. It's not even a big scene. It's, it's just him in his cell after he's been locked up for allegedly doing the crime. Mm. Um. Richard Gere enters the room and he he's stacking his books up in like a really nice. His room is clean. He's got he stacks his books up kind of just really straight. Just yeah. gives you the impression that little nuances in a performance and in a character and in a direction like that help you portray the image that he is an innocent guy. Mm. Like that's the that's just the way you're going to yeah. perceive him. And it's such a Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde kind mm, of role yeah, too, because yeah. he's also I don't think this is a twist in saying. 
he's also got like a split personality. Mm. So did he commit the murders? Did he not? And there's all these things and you're just wondering to yourself, yeah. like, did he ever really do this? Yeah. But um, the movies are just bigger than the murder case too. So good. Yeah. It's just such a, it's a such a layered movie. Mm. There's all these things with corruption, power dynamics yeah. uh, play a big part. That's a massive yeah. theme in the movie, the power and dynamic. To fit, and when you really think of it, the amount of stuff they fit in that movie in two hours is pretty good. Yeah. And for it to not feel like it was rushed either. And to not feel overcrowded. No, it I wasn't overcrowded. It wasn't it didn't make you feel like claustrophobic or rushed or anything was glossed over. Everything had its right time. Mm. But there was so much in just yeah. two hours. It's really good. Yeah, and um I was gonna say. I think the all star the, the cast is all star. You got Viola Davis. I, I didn't even know she was in this movie until I watched it out. I was like, She's in this movie. And she she's looks good. exactly she, the she same. She plays a great judge. Like yeah, she yeah. has such a. You really feel her authority in the movie. Um, uh, yeah. So she, like her as a judge is really great. Edward Norton. I mean, he was mm-hmm. amazing. Got nominated for an Oscar for this. It's crazy. I wonder who won in that year because he's amazing. Mm-hmm. I think he really could have won. The um, courage as well. If that's your first movie to take that role. Oh yeah. Well, you're playing someone with split personalities, and there's a. It's such a meaty role. That's like we're going so back to, um, so much courage to take that. Like, so early on in your career. And I think that actually sums up Edward Norton as an actor. Yeah, he's very courageous. You know, he, he the Hulk and... American History X. Like, usually taking a role like the Hulk will define you yeah. and your career. Hasn't done that to well, him. Well, th- he did that later on in his American career, History X. No, but it still shows courage. I think he's just very... Yeah, he takes on a lot and he's not afraid. And, like, going back to his role... Um, same thing with Tom Holland. Like, these mm. are quite meaty roles. It's a personality. Yeah. He's a murder convict. Like... He's convicted of a. He's a, he's been charged with a murder. He's also Actually, he's an altar boy. Like there's yeah. all these things and there's Going all these layers. Going back to Tom Holland, that's another thing I, I wanted to say as well was, I just want to make sure he doesn't take the same take as any other actor has done before. Yeah. If you're playing someone who's a drug addict, I hope he doesn't play it the same as Timothy Chalamet played it yeah. in in. Uh, Beautiful, Beautiful boy. boy. Yeah. And I also hope he doesn't play split personality the same way Edward Norton played it or the same way. Um, What's his face played James in McAvoy. Split? Like yeah. you know, like I I want to see a different take with him. But yeah. anyways, that's going back to that. Yeah, but um, I love the theme of the power dynamic in this movie. I think that's the biggest theme that comes out to me is the fact that when he's got split personality, and I don't think this is really spoilers. Mm. This movie came out a while ago, so we yeah. might just be a bit. We might be spoiler light. The with classic it. Friday movie reviews will have spoilers in them. Well, yeah, just light spoilers. Mm. I don't want to, especially if there's twists, because there's twists in this movie. Yeah. We won't um, give away any twists. Yeah. Like, but, but the power dynamics, like he's got these two personalities, one is stronger than the other. Um, the power dynamics between the Catholic Church and what they can do, because that also plays a big part in this movie, especially in the court case, because it kills an archbishop. Um, the power dynamic between um, Richard Gere's character and the cops, that's a big thing. Like the, the influence, the cops, and, and corruption is also a big thing mm-hmm. in this movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, the cops and the little guys essentially and – just who holds all the cards is also a big uh, theme. Yeah. Because you think that, like, that's why I think this movie is such a great and such a classic. And it's, and even if you haven't seen it, it's, yeah, it just, it, it just, it, it is a classic movie. You should really watch it yeah. because there's just so many themes. It's such a lived in society. Yeah. Such a lived in world. You feel like you know everyone and all the things mm. that are at play within this world, especially with, um, yeah, it being in Chicago. Yeah. It's just great. It just feels yeah. really lived in. Yeah, yeah, and that that kind of Chicago gangster feel kind of has a Goodfellas feel to it a bit. Don't yeah, it? like a light yeah, Goodfellas yeah. feel. It's not. I mean, it doesn't go heavy into that. Yeah. It does. No, even no, though it no, does no. play a part. Yeah. It's not. 
everything and same thing with Looper. Like going back, everything in this movie plays a part in this movie. Yes. Like you, j- if they mention something, it's probably going to come back. And yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah. This, this as it's, it's there's a lot of praise for this movie. I really enjoyed it. Um, kind of reminds me a little bit of the Lincoln Lawyer. I don't know if you've seen that with Matthew McConaughey. Right, right. Matthew Goatfuck McConaughey. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry, just move away from the mic. But I, um, yeah, it's kind of like that in the sense that the person, well, it's just, it's, it's similar in the way that the, the characters are kind of similar. Lincoln Lawyer plays like a charming, witty mm. lawyer, works out of his car. Yeah, and yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And the, and the case is kind of similar, not necessarily to do with, a, with uh, the church, but there's murder in it and it, and it, it never plays out the way you're going to think. And mm. same, yeah, same with this movie. This movie never goes the way you're going to think. And who, you know who's also in this movie is really good? Um, Frances McDormand from Fargo. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah she's yeah, really yeah, great. Yeah. And she plays yeah. a therapist and she's she's got a nice role. Um, I mean, I thought anyone could have played it, but that's the thing. Anyone could have played these parts in these movies, but they got really A-list actors. Like Frances yeah. McDormand I probably would have won an Oscar around this time for Fargo. Um, so she's she's an established actress already. Mm. Laura Linney, I thought that character could have been played. She was the um, yeah. the love interest of Richard yeah, Gere, yeah, the yeah, other yeah. the other lawyer, I guess, which is good too. She she plays the opposing lawyer. Yeah, the opposing lawyer. The their love their love connection never really felt like settled, like because they all yeah. got this back and forth, and it never felt like that's where the movie's going to go. They're going to sleep together and like it's yeah, 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 it wasn't. Yeah, it was never. like They didn't that. fall to any cliches, which. Yeah. I always enjoy in a movie when and they anyone could have different. played that role. She doesn't really have a heap of what to do, but she carries herself with such a strength in the movie mm-hmm. that she never feels pushed over. You never she 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 always feels like in control as well. Yeah, but it's never like the way Richie Gear does it. Richie Gear does it with a kind of swag. She feels control in a sense that she's she. She's she's very knowing. She kind of knows mm. a lot, but she does not. But yeah. you can also sense um, in her that she has a little bit of a fear with him. Like she kind of second guesses herself a little bit. She tries not to show it. Yes, that's but she true. she really shows how she's showing that she's trying not to show. Yeah, that she's a bit afraid of him, <laughs> of Richard Gere as a lawyer. Yeah, and like I think he might be better than yeah. me. He's better. Like she has that in the back of her mind. She yeah. really presents that really well. There's also this really crazy scene in it with um a hot tub and Chevy Chase comes <laughs> out of it. And like, <laughs> then Chevy Chase brings you just, out Lugal. No, you want to know what you just did there? You just ruined the clip review. So when I released the the twenty minute clip of us reviewing Primal Fear, and they haven't seen the whole podcast, yeah. and they just say, and Chevy Chase comes out of a hot tub and travels back in time. <laughs> oh well, that gives Who you reason to watch guys? and reference and watch. You know, watch the watch the whole so thing. So go back and watch the other clips. I or just the full helped, podcast. I just helped ourselves out because you know I'm trying to mm. get people to watch the whole thing. I'm more, I'm about the whole picture. I'm not about yeah. singles. I'm not a single driven guy. I'm more about an album, a whole body yeah. of work kind of thing. But yeah, this movie is incredibly layered, incredibly um, full of twists, full of turns. Well acted, amazingly well acted, especially with the cast they got. Mm-hmm. You could think that someone's going over someone else, and obviously Edward Norton is the bigger. He's the best part in it. And probably the best actor in it, but mm-hmm. I feel everyone holds up their own. No one's overdoing, over really overshadowing anyone. Yeah, but yeah, it's an amazing role. I definitely give this movie an eight point five out of ten. Yeah, I'll give it a. It's going to be a very weird rating. Yeah, eight point nine seven. Okay, that doesn't work. <laughs> Do something else. I give it an eight point nine seven. You know what? You just lost your review. Almost privileges. a nine. You it's an eight point nine seven. No, that's what I'm giving. That's it. not good enough. Um, I'm going no- eight point nine. <sighs> 
3.5, probably. <laughs> 8.97. <laughs> I give it a pie yeah. out of 10. <laughs> Isn't that like three? I don't know what the hell no, it is. Fuck if, um, if you know what pie is, shout us out because I have no fucking clue. <laughs> this um, isn't a math but podcast. But yeah, it's such a great movie. Yeah. What do, uh, you know what? Also, I want to. I just want to throw this out there. If anyone has a movie for us to watch on Classic Movie Friday, yeah, let us know. That's please let want. us know. Just let us know anything and just yeah. keep... Uh, well, not everything. Comment, no, <laughs> comment DM, like... Uh, whatever, just let us know um, what you want us to talk about, review, just because we want this to be interesting for for you guys, the audience, because that's the whole reason we're doing it. Yeah, exactly. Because um, we just love talking about movies, so if you give us anything, we'll talk about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, just don't hesitate to let us know anything. Uh, but also thank you for subscribing. We got... I'm happy with it. 17 I'm, I'm really subscribers happy in the with first the way week. we're progressing. I really want to uh, thank everyone for the mm. messages. I've been getting a lot of messages. I got a message from my um my ex work colleague Connor. He got um he got fired because he put his put his foot in the ice cream machine, which you're not really supposed to do. But shouldn't really Is that legit. That. No, nah, it's not legit. <laughs> 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 no, nah, I used to work with this guy Connor, and he messaged me and he said the other day, um, yeah, just when we're putting out new content, just being patient, mate. Mm. Just just relax, bro. Because, yeah. you know, we're going to come at you with some content, but we're going to do it our own we're time. putting out videos yeah. every day. Yeah. Like, with clips, it's split up. There'll be at least one video every day that we'll post on YouTube. Yeah. And, hey, we have 58 followers on Instagram and 17 YouTube subscribers, right? <laughs> we're coming we're, for you. We're, we're, <laughs> we're posting stuff every day. You hear that, Joe Button? <laughs> you ain't got shit on me. <laughs> King Kong you, ain't got shit on me. It's <laughs> a movie what? reference. If you, Training day. If you follow us on Instagram and haven't subscribed, you're not holding up your end of the bargain, all right? Yeah. And I'm pointing the finger at you guys. <laughs> you need to hold... We're posting every day. We're holding up our end. <laughs> Subscribe. If we got 58 <laughs> subscribers, that'd be crazy. This is where Jesse's breaking down. This is a mental breakdown. Um, but, but no, yeah. legit, just for following us on Instagram, we actually really appreciate that. So yeah, thank it's you. a massive shout out to everyone. Thank you so much um, mm-hmm. just for listening. It's been amazing. It's really uh, fun making this. Where do you think this episode went? Good. I think yeah. we're loving this. We're loving posting um, this stuff and doing the the Wednesday movie review yeah. with John, and I'll do my Thursday ones. Um, and it's just, it's so fun doing this. Like it's just yeah. Check those reviews out too. I think yeah. Jesse's review is really good um, about Afterlife. I haven't seen that, so I'm definitely going to watch it. Uh, Scream Thank Two. Thank you, sir. Yeah, you're welcome, mate. Like <laughs> I said in the previous episode, I'm your biggest fan. Don't let anyone <laughs> tell you differently because I'm I'm your biggest fan, Jesse. Br- brotherly love. No, I wouldn't. Say um, that. But yeah, <laughs> but I guess we've talked about everything we need to talk about. Yeah, exactly. So to end the episode, just subscribe, please. We'll put trailers in Comment. the movies. That, yeah, uh, we'll put the, the trailers down ones. below yeah. and also our uh, our social media and everything will be down below. So comment, email, subscribe, follow, everything. Get really involved and um, we're just loving it. So yeah, keep watching. And enjoy this really long episode of the Flickers podcast. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Cheers.